Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas and today my guest is Mr. Anthony Housie who is in the Public Affairs Office at Camp Ripley and Tony welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you. So spring is trying to get here but uh, in the meantime uh, the camp continues to be very busy. It does continue to be busy and yeah the you know the weather's been quite a journey and we will just continue to drive on and uh, a lot of the units that have been scheduled uh, throughout the end of March, beginning of April, and all the way through are continuing to show up and, you know, adjusting their schedules to fit the situation. All right. Now, uh, do I understand you had some uh, joint training again? Uh, we talked uh, the last couple of months about mm-hmm. the Norwegian joint training right. that you've been doing for 50 years, but there's other uh, joint training uh, events, aren't there? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a really surprising year as to the different types of partnerships that we've been working with and cooperating with. Um, you know, not just our local law enforcement or even the state uh, partners and things like that, but all of our international partners. We've got Norwegians and uh, Croatians, which are our state partners for peace, and we have Canadians yeah. coming down. So uh, this past, uh, you know, the last half of March, uh, we welcomed uh, the 38th Canadian Brigade, uh, Reserve Brigade down from uh, Thunder Bay in Ontario. So they primarily came from the Winnipeg area and Thunder Bay area, a couple of different organizations, different types of units. And uh, they they train on Camp Ripley as, as they would anywhere else. It's actually closer for them to come to Camp Ripley than to go to their training installations. <laughs> really? Uh, so they prefer it time-wise. It works all well for them. Uh, in this case, we... Um, worked with our aviation brigade and we flew up to Thunder Bay and picked them up uh, and brought them down to Camp Ripley and they were just ecstatic about that. They were loving loving it. Uh, and then they did uh, a cooperation training with our aviation units for uh, air insertion and a lot of different types of activities so you know with the infantry and the and the aircraft. Sure. And uh, they loved every minute of it. Uh, wow. You know, it didn't matter what the weather was like. They just loved it. Wow. Well, this is going south for them. So right, yeah. Even with our <laughs> most, what the second half of March looked like, it was probably nice for them. Uh, and the Croatians were also here, apparently. The, yeah, the Croatians were here as well. They come over, I want to say, maybe two to three times, uh, depending on... Uh, you know, they're, they're funding and they're the type of schools that they're going for. So a sure. lot of times they send folks over to our mechanic school uh, with the uh, uh, regional training center that we have on base. Yeah. Uh, this time around, they came over and joined us for uh, the Best Warrior Competition, which wrapped up the end of March, beginning of April. And, uh, you know, we, it was our state competition, so we had all the different competitors a non-commissioned officer and a soldier from each of our major commands. Really? Uh, and that was about 20 folks. And then there were four Croatians that joined us, two non-commissioned officers and two junior enlisted. Uh, and then, again, we had some of our Canadian allies come down uh, and join us as well. So it was just a mixed bag of uh, really interesting ways of doing these all these different tasks. And the tasks we actually kind of bolstered a little bit, too, to kind of throw, throw them off a little bit. Well, yeah. So, do we know the results? Uh, yes, two of our uh, soldiers from uh, the 2nd Battalion of the 135th Infantry, they, uh, a soldier and a non-commissioned officer, they are going to the Region 4 competition in May, uh, at the end of May, and they are excited about that. Um, you know, some of our Canadian uh, allies showed us up on some of our events a little Did bit. They, too. they yeah. were, yeah, they were hard charging and 
really got into some of the events with their expertise. Um, you know, there were snowshoes brought out. There were different types of uh, equipment and whatnot, and they kind of had to learn how our systems worked and how our task and our conditions and our standards kind of flowed together. Uh-huh. And, uh, one of the events or one of the circuits of events was what we called a Valor Ruck, which was a, <clears throat> a standard uh, standard march or standard run with a rucksack on, uh, 35 pounds, and then all of your other equipment, your weapon, or multiple weapons in this case. And wow. then what they did was they um, exercised a scenario, which was a, similar to a Medal of Honor recipient uh, throughout throughout our history, throughout the Army's history. So some of the things are like, um, you know, re- returning fire, you know, kind of Audie Murphy getting on the back of a tank and stopping the German advance kind of situations. And, wow. Uh, one was... Uh, rescuing civilians from a burning building, and uh, it was it was intense to see that, and then a lot of the competitors enjoyed that to be part of that scenario, yeah, and then kind of let it run in their own mind, you know. So it was it was interesting to see. Wow, that sounds intriguing. Right now, are these uh, uh, competitions? I would think that uh, between the branches that were there, Canadians, Croatians, and the U.S. Uh, the competition was maybe ratcheted up a little bit because bragging rights were part of this too. Oh, right? abs- oh absolutely, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fun, and it's you know it's uh, it's it's not that there are like the our international allies couldn't go on to the different next level of competition and everything, but it was still fun to really challenge them and push our best against their best, and they were loving it, and it was fun banter and everything else that went on between everybody. So. I'll bet. I'll bet. Now, you mentioned uh, we've got a couple uh, 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 that are moving on to the regional competition, did you say? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Is there a national competition if they were to advance out of that? There is. So then following the state competition here, they'll go on to the regional, and there's four regions within our country. So they'll go up against uh, different National Guard organizations from – uh, probably six other states, and they fit into that region. Yeah. And then they'll go on to a national nas- a national guard national competition, uh, and then they'll go to what they call an all-army competition. So th- oh, this wow. is the best of the national guard. This is the best of the reserves. This is the best of the regular army. And the, then it gets intense after that. So I bet. All the, all the events are top secret, so there's no preparation. No way to prep. No, no idea what's going to happen next. And then they just show up. They give them their their information and off they run. Wow. Well, it should be interesting. <laughs> uh, would any of that ever be open to the public to see? I, you know, I wish it would be. Um, in our situations, we actually did a lot uh, in the cantonment area this time. Uh, so, you know, like there's the possibility of that, but we just haven't worked out the logistics of it, I think, yet. So Okay. Yeah. It sounds intriguing, and good luck to the two that advanced. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, now, do I understand, uh, Tony, that uh, Camp Ripley is coming up on a 100-year anniversary? Yeah, we uh, so June 14th of 1931, we opened up our gates for training. So we are coming up on uh, coming up on 100 years, and we are excited about recognizing that, uh, being such a big member of the community, and being a you know for for better or worse a, a huge element here in Central Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. 
So are you looking for uh, memorabilia, photos, things from the past that uh, some may have here around the lakes area? Or Certainly, you know? yeah. You can keep all the rounds, ammunition, <laughs> or whatever else that mysteriously disappeared or whatever. But, um, you know, there are a lot of things about Camp Ripley that uh, you don't hear until you run into it in passing or something like that. You know, there was a gentleman who used to sneak on to base when he was a, a – uh, nine or ten year old and polished boots. Really? And he just had the most incredible stories, you know, and the whole thing about sneaking onto base in order to polish boots for whatever it was at the time, a dime or a quarter or whatever the case, right? Um, but had incredible stories like that and just uh, all the little things about all the people that have been uh, engaged or affected or whatever in, in the community because of Camp Ripley, that is kind of what we're interested in hearing about and how we can, you know, validate these stories and put them into our book and uh, make it part of the legacy. Yeah. And I'm thinking, uh, you know, we, we just passed the 50th anniversary of the Norwegian, mm-hmm. uh, the Norex uh, uh, training. Right. But uh, you've had others, uh, community partners, for many years as well, right? I'm thinking State Patrol and Boy Scouts and... If some of those people want to do their memories of Camp Ripley, can they do that? Absolutely. Yeah, the Boy Scouts have been coming on to Camp Ripley for a long time. Um, probably after World War II, I think, was when the congressional agreement was really established that we support the Boy Scouts. Uh, the State Patrol, again, since 35, I believe, have been coming up to Camp wow. Ripley and stuff. So, um, you know, even the bigger Army exercises that happened kind of when it was mostly farmland around through central Minnesota and whatnot. Uh, the stories about that and, and everything, uh, you know, the 4th Army moving into piers <laughs> and establishing a camp, you know. Uh, yeah, we'd love to hear these stories and, and kind of hear the origins of all the families in the area and, and what has happened because of Camp Ripley. If someone has a story and they want to share it, how, what's the best step to take? The best step to take is to reach out to the public affairs office uh, on Camp Ripley, and they can, uh, you know, they can find my information uh, on on the internet through Camp Ripley's different tabs and pages and whatnot. Uh, my phone number to my desk is three two zero six one six three one two two. Okay, but again, uh, just Google Camp Ripley, find the website, find yep. uh, the. Public Affairs Office, mm-hmm. and away you go. That's it. All right. Now, as we head for spring, <laughs> what's coming up next uh, here as we move through April and into May? Oh, yeah. We'll, again, see a lot of different types of training. So our folks here in Minnesota are going to be doing their usual qualifications. Uh, so there'll be a lot of trucks on the road. There'll be a lot of movement back and forth. Uh, out-of-state folks are coming again. It's going to be another busy summer. So as we lead into that as well, uh, we're going to see some of our command elements changing uh, mm-hmm. within Camp Ripley as well as some of the other organizations. So uh, it'll be a different uh, kind of uh, an animal again this year, and it'll be interesting to see what we do going into the future. Yeah, and I know you said, uh, I think it was last time you were here, the man hours last year were an all-time high, and it'll be somewhat similar to that again this year? Somewhat similar, yeah. Wow. Uh, and that means uh, more booms for the lakes area <laughs> and even some nighttime again, right? Right, yep. But that's later this summer? That's later this summer. Okay. Yeah, all the, all the artillery and most of the helicopters are later this summer. So 
we'll give you a give you a break for a couple of months <laughs> as best we can. Okay. Well, uh, Tony, we always appreciate you here coming to talk about uh, the events happening at Camp Ripley, and we encourage people if they have memorabilia or stories to contact you about as you approach the 100 year anniversary of Camp Ripley. Thank you. All right. Uh, Mr. Anthony Housie, our guest today, Camp Ripley Public Affairs Office, our guest. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs can be found anytime. They're on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also find them on our free mobile app that's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.